This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. We're running out there with sputter in there. Hi, buddy. Take a flag. Good job there. I just ran out. Didn't do any better than Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. It's post-Kentucky for a Sunday off, hanging out with friends and family. It's a weird weekend. We, um... Got there Thursday for uh, about an hour and a half practice. And uh, they did a good job on the racetrack, the repave. Um, right out of the gate felt pretty good. And they had uh, used a couple of these machines to help rubber the track in, which uh, was pretty smart. Believe it or not, I, that, that was on the advice of the driver council to find that machine because they had used it at phoenix when they repaved that track and uh it had been sitting in storage somewhere so they found it got it out took it to kentucky and put some rubber down using this this tool so the track had um a good groove it wasn't too treacherous usually the repaves are you can bust your butt what happens is is the you know they went there to test and had some trouble blistering tires so so that's a big red flag right away for Goodyear Um, you know Goodyear brings a tire to the racetrack they need that tire to be durable Um, they need it to put on a good race but first and uh, first on the list really is durability they can't have tires failing blistering coming apart because they use NASCAR to you know to sell tires to consumers and uh you know they're hoping that nascar fans will use goodyear tires because the drivers use them so they can't have these tires failing so when there was some blistering at the test that was a big red flag so goodyear's reaction is going to go very conservative on the tire and make it hard and durable and get through this first race at the repave and go, you know, sort of learn from that and go from there and maybe adjust going forward. But so the tire was really conservative and very, you know, pretty hard. Obviously, you saw teams only changing two tires, maybe not even pitting or taking just fuel, but um, you didn't have to put on less really if you didn't need to. We probably did uh, put on less one, two, one time too many, Greg will tell you. Right there around the third stop, he, he says he kind of, kind of regretted putting on four tires there. It hurt our track position somewhat. But anyhow, going back to Thursday, we were told to scuff our tires. Now, that's a recommendation by Goodyear to scuff and basically take it out and run three laps and knock the sticker off the tire and get, a, get, a, you know, get the, the tire scuffed in. Um, that cycle is what they call it on that cycle on the tire can make the tire more durable and uh, even improve performance sometimes on the repaves in a hard tire it's not going to do that at a place like texas obviously you just get slower and slower with every lap you run at a place like texas but so we scuffed all our tires that first day we didn't really work on the balance of the car. We changed a couple things, but really it was just about getting all our tires scuffed. That's like 15 sets or so. And it took the entire practice, and we still had a couple sets that we didn't get done. 
So we were quite disappointed when the next day on Friday it rained and cut practice short. We were freaking out because we didn't know if they were going to make qualifying a priority or give us more practice. So I think a lot of people shot text messages and, and got up into the NASCAR hauler and tried to you know provide NASCAR with some opinions. We had 40 cars at the racetrack, so nobody was going to miss the race and go home and qualifying. So NASCAR did what I was hoping they would do and canceled qualifying and added more practice. So we got to work on our car because we still hadn't really you know, made any real effort toward handling and fixing some issues. So that was really lucky for us to get some extra practice or get the practice we needed on Friday because the car wasn't very good. And really, to be honest with you, me and Greg were talking about it after the race. We didn't even run. We didn't run a. We didn't have a run in practice on Friday that we even liked. Uh, we did put up a lap that put us fourth on the board, but we really didn't like the car very much. The car wasn't driving very well. But really, when I thought about it, I don't think anybody's car was driving great. You know, again, going back to the tire being conservative, it made the track slick and made the cars not drive well. So when the left side tire is really hard, the cars tend to push real bad, especially in the throttle and uh, through the center and off off the exit of the corner and the gas. So we have that at most of the tracks where the surface is relatively new because the tire is still pretty conservative. And um, so we get in the gas at places like Pocono and just drag the left front off the corner. It sucks, but because you can't turn, drive underneath anybody, it's real frustrating. On Friday, some you know we started feeling some new bumps. So this is not going to be something the track wants to hear, but the front straightaways are getting some bumps already. It's incredible. I thought our car was just bad as far as the setup or the bump stops or the springs in the front. But I talked to the drivers, and they were talking about it, how bad the front straightaway got on Friday. In just one day, it started bouncing like hell. I couldn't believe it. So the track's not going to be happy about that. And in the race with about 30 laps to go, my guts were hurting so bad bouncing down the front straightaway. Literally, your guts are shaking inside your rib cage, and it's painful. So I could not wait to finish that race to get out of that car after that. But So... Um, again, you know, we didn't really think we ran well in practice. I was really nervous and anxious that night before the race. Me and Greg talked quite a bit. We worked on some ideas. Greg made some changes for the race. We changed pretty much everything in the car at some point in the weekend. But when the race started, I was really surprised at how good the car was. Um, you couldn't pass. It was very hard to pass. You could catch a guy. Um, if you were fast and it took you a while to get around him, but we were, we were pretty much leaving everybody behind us and catching everybody in front of us most of the night. So while we really never got great track position, the car was quick, a top five car at some points in the race, Greg was telling me we had the best laps. So that was pretty cool. And I was, I was happy at the end of the race. So we real we need we were half a lap or a lap and a half. I mean we're a lap and a half short. Um, I should have done a better job saving fuel. I ran out with a lap to go, and gave up about six positions because of that. But we were lucky to even finish. I suppose beggars can't be choosers. But I uh, saw the fourteen lifting early. He had he really saved pretty much the entire last run, 
and I didn't. I started with 25 laps to go. So um, I could have done a better job, should have done a better job, and next time I will, so, or I'll try. But the car had good speed, so that was, that was good because it really, you know, if you ask me, for, people were asking me Friday night on the phone texting me how a car was, and I just said, I don't know. <laughs> I really didn't. But anyways, it was fun. We tested at New Hampshire. Um, I think the test went well. We weren't, uh, the 11 car was there. He was a little quicker than us, but he always runs good there. Um, but we tested there, and we'll, uh, hopefully that helps us out, and we'll get a good run this weekend. We need to keep up some consist- consistency. You know, I think top 12s is really, top 12s is really the, the mark for the rest of the, you know, way to the chase. I don't want anything worse than that. So this weekend was really borderline for trying to get our butts in that chase. So we can't do any worse than that. We've got to pick it up a little bit. But I think we, you know, like I say, we could have finished in the top five if we things would have worked out for us because the car had that speed. And I'll tell you this, man, the hardest thing in this sport to get is speed. Uh, we can fix the, you know, we can fix the things we do ourselves the errors we make personally but finding that damn speed is hard and we have good speed so we'll put together a good race here soon enough maybe even get our butts in victory lane uh, until then we're, we're we're working hard so proud of my team proud of my guys and really happy with greg looking forward to uh the rest of the season you guys enjoy the download and um see you in new hampshire Alrighty, well there you go. It's the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy from the Exalta Studios. It's the craziest paint scheme yet. Get the all new limited edition Spy Wrangler Dega sunglasses online at spyoptic.com. Mike Davis and first name Davis Williams are in those Exalta Studios there at uh, Junior Motorsports. You hear all these things clanging around in the background. I'm in the uh, media center at the Open Championship at Royal Troon. In Scotland, and given how quiet Dale Jr. was, I think it's only fitting, Mike Davis, that I'm at a golf tournament because <laughs> he was keeping his voice down. As if somebody was putting. As if someone was putting, yes. <laughs> and I think we might want to give Dale a tryout right. on, uh, on our crew for <laughs> open championship coverage because he's got the perfect pipes well either someone was putting or he had just woken up it could have been either of the two <laughs> I, which w- I wonder which one it was i wonder which one it was now let me just tell you something because i'm listening to what's going on in the background of where clang, you are clang. and you are in a media center now yes. what in the world are the media in scotland doing to make all that noise because you get kicked out of a nascar media center doing it's that. called it's called wind that's the wind? That's the wind whipping against the media center tent. Run for cover, man. It's, it's coming down. This It's actually not bad compared to how it typically is over here. What it, what it was like Sunday, I was, uh, I, listen, man, it's five hours ahead of Eastern time over here. So trying to watch a, a night race in the States in the middle of the night isn't easy so I'm, I'm watching i'm watching junior run out of gas and i'm a little frustrated though I, I did feel good like like you said mike and we'll get to this in a second about the speed in the car but i'm 
I have no idea what time it is. I'm exhausted. I'm freaking out. And then I go and play this golf course in 40 mile an hour rain, uh, 40 mile an hour wind and rain. Uh, it's it's a crazy place. But I have to tell you, if you love the game of golf, you have to come here. It must be checked off your list before you die. It's it's as good as it gets. First name Davis, you better come over here. Okay, can you we get? I'd love to. Can, can we get the full paid? Yeah, can we get the full paid trip that you are on? I mean, like, can can we uh, have Sirius XM pay for ours? Because we'd um, be happy to come over there and play golf. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, one real quick, cool story before we move on is uh, did play the old course at St Andrews and took some cool pictures on Twitter and Instagram. So you can I saw it. check those out. Uh, there's a place right outside of the old course called the Dunvegan. And it is the bar in St. Andrews. I'm going to give you one guess as to where the people that own the bar are from. The Dun Vegan. The Dun Vegan in Scotland. And so they're St. Andrews, Scotland. Where are they from? Davis, do you want to guess first? Because I don't have a clue. I don't. Let's say Alabama, Texas. <laughs> I was close. Oh, oh, wow. They are rabid. Texas A&M Aggies fans. What? And have been to a boatload of NASCAR races. Really? Wow. It's the craziest thing in the world, right? Out the, uh, Jack is his name. I don't know his last name, but he, he, he owns the Dunvegan. He and his wife own the Dunvegan, and they're huge NASCAR and college football fans. So how about that? Nothing like wow. some authentic Scottish uh, you know, b- bars and establishments around there with their Aggie f- uh, flags hanging out the window. Did they chant SEC when you walk in? Uh, they chanted Giggum. Giggum. And, right. and when I told them I was from Alabama, they got mad. So, I mean, yeah. it was, it was great. I felt like I was at a college football Did bar. Did you get kicked out? That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't good. Well, look, um, seriously, though, what did you, did, are you going to tell us what you shot on this golf course, this prestigious, famous golf course with the 40-mile-per-hour winds and the rain? Uh, that round was pretty bad. I, the, I, I don't think I would have broken 80 in that one. That was at Dundonald. But you're not uh, giving us a number. Uh, I think, I, honestly, <laughs> I think. No, no, no. I think I shot like 82 or 83. Um, at Carnoustie, I shot 85. At Kings Barnes, which I loved, was 78. At Turnberry, I shot 78. And then the best round I had was at the old course, I shot a 76. Davis, do you join me in how saying that none of us want to hear about how tired he is when he gets back? I mean, like, really. Like, his life does not suck, and he's going to come back and say how, oh, you know, I'm so tired. I've been trying. No, no, no. We don't no, want to hear good. it this yeah. time, right? No, yeah. not at all. I'm, not all I'm saying is is when a race starts at 745 Eastern time, that's, isn't that what time it started? Yeah, it's yeah. Mid- midnight 45 over here. Now, that's that's not easy. But uh, Did you watch the whole thing? After a couple of Guinnesses at Dunvegan. <laughs> yeah, right. I may or may not have <laughs> passed out during the race as he was 12th or 13th or 12th or 11th or 12th or 13th right. uh, during this race. I have to tell you, it's not anywhere close to my favorite race. Um, it is one of my favorite experiences because Davis and I went to this race together a couple of years ago when I was working for PRN. And, and Dave, first name was my assistant for this race. Really? So I have yeah. special memories there That's from fun. Kentucky Speedway, and hanging out with a lot of great fans of this download was a lot of fun, and drinking beer with them was fun. But as for the race itself, um, in most of the Kentucky races, I fall asleep. I'll be I'll, honest with you. I wonder uh, if Now, I did wake up in the last 25 laps or so, and I got excited because I thought, man, if he can just have enough fuel, he might sneak in 6th, 7th, 8th, somewhere in there. Uh, but unfortunately, that was not to be. Yeah, you know, I don't. I can't think of a race. Maybe you do. Maybe Davis. Maybe you do. I can't think of a race where we 
ended up saving a lot of fuel and, and having a good outcome. And I'm just I'm only saying that to say this, and I don't think this is a bad thing to say. Dale Jr. doesn't come off as the driver <laughs> that is a good fuel saver. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Now, like Brad Kozlowski, I can't think of a race where he ran out of fuel. Like it seems like there's been several races where he should have run out of fuel and didn't. Am I wrong on that? Can you think no. of one? But so, so I don't know if it's something that Brad does or if it's something that Penske does, which is probably yeah. more likely. Junior Johnson. It's got Junior Johnson's fuel tank or something. Something. You know, who knows what. But so, yet again, Brad should have run out of gas. And some people claim did run out of gas and yet still wins the race. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right. But, yeah, so when we were saving gas, I don't know. It was weird. I couldn't tell really from the way Dale was talking how much he was actually saving to begin with. Because it's like, mm. you know, Greg, a couple times, you'll hear this in the nationwide chatter here. Uh, uh, are, you, are you lifting early? I can't tell. Because he was running some really fast lap times. Yeah, I'm, running, I'm lifting. Right, are you lifting a second early? I guess. I don't know. And it's like, <laughs> okay, so I really have no idea how much he's saving. And, and, and maybe it's not our place to know. We'll know when he, if he runs out or if he makes it to the end. It was – it was our only chance to really get a good finish. That's the unfortunate part is because yes. we were not competitive enough to to do it without a fuel no. save. You know, and it's well said. It, it's it, you, you described it perfectly. It, it was our shot. Um, no, I mean this was qualified thirteenth, uh, finished thirteenth. It was about a thirteenth place car. Yeah, absolutely, and there's no better way to say it. We didn't really do anything to be better than thirteenth. I mean, <laughs> we got up into the tenth, tenth, ninth. And it would spit us right back to 13th. I yeah. mean, any time we even tried to just just experience the top 10, boom, straight back to 12th, 13th. I mean, every yeah. time. It was so frustrating. And, and it, you know, the one time we were in ninth, and I think Junior was talking about this, we ended up taking four tires and then, was, and then restarted 17th and couldn't get back into the top 10 for a while later. It just We just didn't belong in the top 10. No. Um, there are a couple things that that I want to mention that, that Junior referenced that I, that I found uh, very interesting. First of all, um, you know I don't I don't want to scrutinize the race too much. Uh, with all due respect, it's not a chase race. Uh, I'm not too concerned about the finish on Saturday night. I don't think that it means that we're a 13th place team in the entire sport, though. That's been where the team has been so far. I don't think it's necessarily a reflection of the entire team. I think it was just one race. Uh, you know, the repave was fascinating to listen to him talk about that and about um, and the tires, and he really did a great job of detailing and what, about what, what went into that Thursday and Friday. But the th most fascinating part of his description to me was his gut shaking down the front straightaway during the race. Can you imagine that? I mean, none of us can because we're not going to ever compete at the highest level like he is. But can you imagine what that is? Your guts are shaking that hard for three-plus hours down the front straightaway. Man, that, it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, I guess, it, I guess it would. I mean, it doesn't speak well for the quality of ride that you have. And I'm cer certainly uh, – I don't even know what to think about that. There was a couple things he said that I was like, what? I mean, first of all, the gut shaking was something to, uh, to, to be concerned about. What about the rubber driving machine that was in storage? <laughs> I mean, like, I've not even heard. The rubber driving machine? It would be a hit on college campuses, probably. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was. Uh, Davis, well, you just got to have to take that? that one out. I'm sorry. How about that? Please do not take that out, Davis. That was, please immediately send that to Sarah Davis. That was fantastic. That, that is somewhere in the top five moments of the history of the Dale Jr. download right there. That, <laughs> just on command. Die. 
just on command to be able to say that is in May is very impressive. Wow. <laughs> the rubber driving machine. It was in storage. <laughs> They're like, hey, y'all, anybody want to go? Hey, let's try this rubber driving machine. First out. name we is still laughing. Uh, oh, well. May, um, yeah, you're right, though. I mean, th- there was a lot of compelling things that he said in that, and, and it really gave us some good perspective on kind of the fact that the weekend was not good all the, you know, from start to finish. Was it not? I mean, no, it wasn't. You're scuffing um, tires on Thursday. Friday, you get rained out. Your, your highlight of the weekend was that NASCAR canceled qualifying, which me personally think it's a little bogus. I, I know that the drivers and juniors especially were thrilled at that news, but it's like, okay, yeah. I don't know kind of like the circus is in town now. We're canceling qualifying. I guess if there would have been enough cars to, to, where some would have had to go home, they would have had to do qualifying. But right. anyways, I, you know, it was just a weird weekend. And, and, and let me just say this, Taylor. We went into this weekend looking to see if the team had maintained the speed it had uh, that it seemed to find in those two right. to three races before Daytona. It did. It and, did. and it was a little depressing for me to see that we kind of hadn't. But you realize quickly, like on Friday – Everyone was struggling. So this, was a, this is what you expected for the weekend. It was one of those hard uh, tire compound races. Uh, you know you're going to have a lot of people taking two tires or no tires, so track position is going to be a premium, which, of course, we didn't have it from start to finish. Um, it was going you know, to leave it in the hands of pit crews and pit mm-hmm. strategy, and that's exactly what we had. Yeah, it is, and those are a lot of factors. The speed, though, Mike, I was I wasn't upset about the speed. I thought the speed was pretty good, and it was good to hear what Dale Jr. said about the speed because you you've been saying it for years. He always wants speed in the car. It it seems to be as important as a finish, if not more important. Sometimes, if he lucks into a second or third, he's still going to be upset if they didn't have speed. Uh, so to hear him say right out of the car that he felt like they had good speed was great. I, more than anything, he said today. The thing that I appreciated most is he doesn't want to finish anything worse than 12th. He wants to win. He wants to get to victory lane. But that's kind of his standard here until they get to the chase. Nothing worse than 12th. And he said we were right on the border, obviously, of that uh, this week. But uh, there's no question my my expectations at a similar style track next week are are higher because this is a chase race. Wait, listen. Uh, well, it is a chase track, excuse me. And yeah, I, I do. I, ex- I, I expect – this team to have a top 10 finish coming up this weekend. Listen, this is the this is the part that really is frustrating. We're just salvaging right now, and, and we yes. need to be capitalizing. And the only way you can capitalize are with top fives, not even top 10s and, and not top 12s. We are just getting by, and, and that's the frustrating part. It was a decent points night for us, to be honest with you, because you had Blaney, you had Almondinger, you had Stenhouse. All of those guys had trouble. Mm-hmm. But you got the feeling that we did not pounce on that uh, opportunity, and, and that is frustrating. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because Junior right now is 14th in the standings. He's 13th in points, but he's 14th in the standings because Tony Stewart is 30th, and he would be ahead of him, of course, because he won at Sonoma. Junior is 28 points ahead of Casey Kane, who's in 17th, but he's 22 points ahead of Trevor Bain, who would be moved out of the top 16 because Stewart has a win. Does that make sense to anybody? 22 points to the good, basically, is what you need to know, is what Dale Junior is right now. So there's no question, Mike, this team's got to be consistent here in these next handful of weeks through Richmond. And, and there's no room for error. I mean, that, of all that you said, the thing that makes the most sense is that there's just no room for error. We put, put ourselves in this, this box where, you know, 
one bad race could really mess us up, and uh, we don't really have any mulligans anymore. To use a, a term that you would probably be familiar with, yes, uh, shooting on a on a course with uh, forty mile per hour. Did you take a mulligan? That's what I want to know. Did you use a mulligan, or were you did you honor the game with the rules that uh, were you were you a gentleman of the game? I honored the game this entire week. I have not taken any mulligans. I'm going back to my Dale Jr. voice here since we're talking golf again. Uh, but, no, yes, I, I did. I honored the game. I did not do anything that would compromise my integrity. And foot, I hope my mother and father and, uh, <laughs> and wife and everyone else appreciates that. No foot wedges okay. th- this year. Hey, I've got to ask you one thing. Playing in Kannapolis. I've got to ask you one thing. Yes. When you and Davis were at Kentucky yeah. and you made your memories, you made mm-hmm. good memories, you said we so. We did. I wonder if your memories are anything like the gentleman that had his truck catch on fire. In the parking lot of what, Kentucky what Motor Speedway. What happened there? I saw your tweet. I, I, I'm not completely sure what happened there because I turned it off as soon as it was over. But what? I don't know. Tell at, me about this. At about lap 100, I don't know, maybe even it's sooner like, than that. Really, he put his grill in the back of his truck. I see a tweet that says, oh, there's a, there's a parking lot fire. And then NBC, coming either out of commercial or into commercial, just pans a shot of the parking lot, and there is a, a pickup truck, and the cars beside it, obviously, that are just on fire, bonfire, out in the parking lot. Just And there is a grill in the back of the pickup truck, a gas well, grill. There you go. But I will say that I noticed that the GM of Kentucky, see, we were all assuming it was the grill, and, and people were uh, you know, making their Twitter hot takes, literally hot takes, right, uh, <laughs> on, on, about this gas grill. You know, like, leave it to NASCAR fans and not turn the grill off, you know, or whatever. But I saw where the GM of Kentucky said that the – fire actually started in the cabin and that the guy that owned the truck was in it when the fire started how quickly did you or someone tweet sloppy yellow and say what do you have to do with this you know because i mean i, I did i mean tweet. that's that's the first thought that i had is is dado involved in this that's there's someone's truck is on fire at kentucky motor speed okay where's dado I mean, that's the first thought I had <laughs> on like, Saturday night. I mean, Dado does make his rounds in the NASCAR yeah. circuit. You know, it's not above the realm of possibility that Dado shows up at Kentucky. And given how he finished, I guess I assume that he was there, actually, because uh, he is yeah, the worst luck typically that we the have. case. Right. But it's typically the case, I, yes. I actually don't think he was there for this one. And to be honest with you, I, I think Dado is too good of a tailgater to let that ever happen. No, I know he is. He's 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 responsible and and. Um, but what a bad day that would be, it, especially if you're the car beside it. You know, like you have nothing to do with any of it. But man, I'm telling you, the car on the left and the right are to- they're done, toast. No, the closest uh, fire I had was um, internal in my body uh, after eating the whatever that chili is outside of Kentucky Motor Speedway in Cincinnati. What's that called again? Skyline. First- Skyline Chili, yeah, that's the closest fire we had, Mike Davis. Did it light you? Well, considering <laughs> that the fire started in the cabin, maybe that was maybe <laughs> yeah. that's what happened here too. Yeah. No, Guts going everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it was a gutty kind of fireish <laughs> weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> they outside of any airport in the world. Uh, also, Kentucky Motor Speedway is the biggest people mover I've ever been on. That's those are the things the that I remember from that. Biggest place. people mover. What yes. does that mean? Like underneath Kentucky Motor Speedway, you remember this first name? Yeah. Underneath Kentucky Motor Speedway, there is like this mile-long people mover that takes you oh, from really? the infield oh, to like an airport. Yes, yes, takes you from the infield to the grandstands. Oh wow! Yeah, and then it's a really, really fun walk up uh, to the press box there. But uh, but no, I 
I'm glad we're done with that place this year. I got to be honest and move on to New Hampshire. Yeah, we're so hope hot. for better days to come. We're so hit or miss at Kentucky. You talk about inconsistency, yeah. like. You know, we, we've got a couple yeah. top fives there, but we also just got some horrible finishes. And wacky things happen at Kentucky. I mean, this yeah. was probably the track where a parking lot fire would start because if it's not that, it's the cables falling down on the track. Or Wasn't that at Kentucky a couple years ago where the TV cables fell down and we ran over it? That was actually – well, there, Charlotte Motor Speedway had that too, but um, – I thought that was Kentucky. I thought something flew into the or so, grill. Did we run over something? Yes. Yes, something, Junior something sat on the pole and ran over ran something over there. Something. Yes, right. okay. a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, we can move on from that. And he's also happy with Greg. It's good to hear him say that because I know there's been some discussion and critiques the last few weeks, and Junior's been pretty fired up, animated during the races. But you can hear Junior, if anything, with the creation of this download and uh, all his comments each week, he's a very genuine, honest guy. Uh, maybe frank to a fault, at least by some standards, but at least by other drivers probably aren't as frank as he is. Uh, but you can tell he's being honest when he says he's happy with Greg. So that's well, it's good to hear. It is good to hear, but let me just say, if we're being honest, I mean, I think it's fair to say the communication was off a little bit this past weekend, and I don't know why. I think, I mean, Junior's fuse does seem to be shorter the past few weeks. It does not have anything to do with how he feels about Greg. So people just – He just doesn't want to go through this. He doesn't want to be in 14th right, place exactly, with eight exactly, races to go exactly, before the chase exactly. and no wins. And so, but, but have you noticed his fuse is a little shorter? I mean, his, his yeah. voice is a lot more animated. He seems For to good be reason. less patient. Yeah. And, uh, and that is coming off. And, and I think that there was some communication issues that we had this past weekend. It kind of it, – it really bothered me how easily Dale was able to talk Greg out of his strategy uh, once or twice during that race. And, and whether the strategy was right or wrong, but he's like, you know, Greg was going to take four tires at one point, and Junior's like, you sure you want to take four? And then next thing you know, we're, we're taking two. And it's like, to defend Greg, I will say that as animated as Junior was on the radio during that run, I would have assumed that anything less than four would have probably sent Junior in nuclear mode because he was wrecking. And, you know, one of the times he said, TJ said there was a great save, and Junior was just cussing left and right at the cars. I just can't drive it and all this stuff. I don't think, you know, putting two tires on is necessarily usually the best thing that a driver wants to hear after that. But uh, so it's just the communication thing needs to probably improve a little bit. Especially with these eight weeks uh, to go, uh, who knows what happens in New Hampshire and in Indy. I think all of us have expectations like Dale Jr. finished not only in the top 12, uh, but, but better than that. Pocono, uh, it's become one of his best tracks here in a couple of weeks. Then the Glen, Mike Davis's very favorite track. Then Bristol, then Michigan. Then Darlington on Labor Day weekend. Thank God they put that back there where it belongs. And then Richmond is the last one before the chase begins. So that's the stretch before we get to the playoffs, as they say. It's time for Radio Chatter Replay, presented by Nationwide. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? Call 1-855-346-9130 or visit nationwide.com slash Nation for more information. Nationwide is on your side. Three laps till a competition caution. And the left front tire feels like it's got 100 pounds in it. Kapar. Can't scrub my tires in because my motor's at 300 degrees. When we get a caution, I need to start cycling. I need a new reminder to cycle. Do it. You couldn't run down there. Poor, I didn't know you there, buddy. Oh, we held it, but now I can barely hang on to the right rear. Class is out. Class is out. 22 cars in the wall and four. Three and four. All right. 
I don't hate it right here. Can we just slip up on it? Just sneak up on it a little I'm on a nice edge, man. This thing's just going to be hard to tighten it up anymore. I'm down 1.6 on full brake. What are we doing here? Four tires. You sure you need four? Keep coming low. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Big wreck back here. Caution's out. Good job. I would not be surprised if we get a red flag here. They wrecked all over like Talladega type deal. 34 car clobbered somebody, so. Probably closed for a while. They got some uh, fluid on the bottom of the corner in three and four they'll have to work on. Still outside road P14. Track ain't ready. You said the track is not ready? Oh, it's got speedy dry all over. They just went bloated off. They need to scrub it off. Oh, they're going to have Brett check it out next time by there. So get everything how you need it for this restart. We'll you know what he says. Everybody up here is giving him a thumbs down. Yeah, Brett said it's staying but dry. Coming to the green, buddy. I didn't do a good job. Sorry. Oh, good, buddy. A lot of laps. Nice and fish. There you go, man. Great work. By himself, door. Pulling in. Bumper. Clear, 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 clear. Fastest car on track. From the wall off the floor here. Check it out. Crosses out. Say hi. Stay still. I know we were in the middle of a cycle. I ain't got a clue how it ended up. It's still kind of working on our way out. We're on the lead lap. I was just about to compliment how you got in and out of pit road because I think we picked up about four spots. Hell of 16 there. I'm sorry I couldn't get going. I know I heard him. We going to talk about where we are on the fuel? I'm calculating right now. Uh, we're right on the window. Uh, we just need to save as much as we can. We're about three laps. We're three laps short. It's plowing through the center very, very loose in. Ain't nothing like it being all night. You've been saving me that half second ride. I just want to confirm. I think I'm just lifting earlier. So you're just rolling a lot longer, not using a lot of brake or park throttle, correct? Yeah. The guys who can't make it, they're like five or six. Uh, they didn't wait on fuel. They are coming short for tires. Make sure your right hand's on one. If it does sputter, we do have two laps on that. Oh, buddy, three to go. He's coming inside. Here he goes. We're running out there. We're sputtering there. Switch the two. Oh, buddy, a lot of cars coming here. Just stay low here. Hi, oh, buddy. Checker flag. Good job there. I just ran out. Didn't do any better than that. And that is Radio Chatter Replay presented by Nationwide. You hear it each week here on the Dale Jr. Download. It's time now for Reaction Theater. Hey, I'm calling, sitting in the stands at Kentucky Speedway, watching this race. Everybody wrecking, which is pretty damn cool. I just saw the set fire. I ran out there to check it out. Number one, sorry, that was Jimmy in his wreck race car. It was pretty fun. Number one, why in the hell would you put a lit grill in the back of your truck? Look at that picture on NBC News. There's a grill in the back of his truck. No wonder the truck's on fire. Number two, hey, we're running 14, but it ain't been that bad of a weekend. But, you know, I talked to TJ, and he told me to tell you that Mike gave his truck with a hashtag. And I just thought you might want to know that. Okay, uh, yeah, we do. We always want to know that. Good for TJ. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out with Junior Nation and uh, and saying Mike Davis sucks. Always uh, fun to get that kind of feedback. Uh, it's awesome that the first call is on the grill. I love it. It was the first thing that everybody thought about. I mean, it's the first thing you notice, uh, especially because the shot of the of the truck was from the rear. So you could see this grill sitting back there, and you could see the the tank underneath it. But it's like uh, I don't know. I don't. You don't know if that was the cause of it or not. Yeah. You just assumed it was. Who's next? The truck. The truck. 
The truck is on fire. <laughs> we don't need no water. Let the mother burn. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, man. That poor guy. He's never going to hear the end of this either. You know, I mean, the rest that stays with him forever. The rest of his life. Davis. Hey, man, remember when you made national news when your truck was on fire in the middle of the Kentucky race? If we, D- Davis, if we ever find out, if there ever is a name that comes out in the news, we need to try to find him and would love to at yeah. least invite him on the Dale Jr. download. I would love that. Let's just try to make that happen. <laughs> Dan, sloppy yellow Dado Dan. If you burn what? your truck and the cars around you, you deserve an opportunity to explain <laughs> what the heck you this. did. You're automatically right. on this shit. Right. There's no doubt. Yeah, like uh, – Coonskin and all those other famous people That's right. through the years. He, he is welcome on our podcast. All right, who's next? I believe that Greg Ives, you're a damn good motherfucking crew chief. But you and Junior, you guys got to do something. I mean, go on like a sabbatical or something, spend some time together, but you guys got to start f***ing communication because this sh- is unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, communi- yeah, not, it would be kind of fun like if we came up with Junior Nation started tweeting Mike Davis. Dale Jr. tweeted me, first name, and, and a bunch of others for some recommendations on the kind of retreat that Greg and Dale Jr. should go on. Or, what do you think? Or, or me. I, if you're going to send people on retreats, just send me. I, you know, to Scotland. You'd send me to Scotland since, since we don't get invited by Taylor, right? right let's, bring, let's bring Greg and Dale Davis. over here on a retreat. Wait, 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 wait. Davis, you notice how you were his assistant when you went to Kentucky Motor Speedway, yeah. but I don't remember you getting invited to go to Scotland. That's because you hired him away. We went to lunch, <laughs> yeah. and you said you needed some help on this podcast, and you hired him away from me. It's all your fight, Mike. Uh, Mike. Yeah, of course. Mike gave us yeah, well, he, did right, take, well, he did pick up the meal, uh, the tab at Bricks that day, so we'll, I appreciate listen, that. Listen, we'll, we'll work on getting uh, uh, Greg and Dale a sabbatical, I guess. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's going to be in December. <laughs> Who's next? Okay, Junior and I, again, last week at Daytona, when he fought through the big mess and everything and finished 21st. But this week, I cannot. I am hot. This <laughs> has to get fixed. It's very scary to get penalty. 30 laps. Go back in field. Then he push it up to third, but he had pit. We should do better than we're doing right now. 13th is not acceptable from a junior fan. You have to be in the top 10, top 5 every week with a chance to win. This has to stop now. We got to get better, period, and story. Somehow, some way, it got to get fixed. Hashtag, hell yeah. Hashtag, no beard, just straight fan love. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, he's not wrong. No. And, and, and I think it's obvious in the frustration that you hear from Junior during the race the last few weeks that he agrees with him. Without a doubt. I mean, listen, I couldn't understand all the, that that gentleman was saying, but I do get the frustration uh, and it's real. And, and I don't know that anybody really disagrees with him. No. Who's next? Uh-oh. Breaking news. Submarine Mike Productions have obtained exclusive audio of a podcast planning meeting involving Mike Davis and Taylor Zarzer. Taylor! What? Come in here. <laughs> oh, man, I'll wait until you come out. Boy, bring your ass up in here. <laughs> what you talking about? You wait until I come out. I smelt your <laughs> for three years on the radio. Now you can smell mine for five minutes. <laughs> 
Now, Kelly told me what you wore yesterday. What? <laughs> that was stupid. Why the hell are you going to wear an Auburn shirt on your day off? I don't know. God. Well, you need a real team. Look at that there, over there on the on the counter. Oh. Oh. What? I ain't trying to be no Alabama fan. Why not? Is that a real team? That's the beauty of it. Bama bring, gate, grabs a trophy and they ch- ch- choke other teams. And they, they kick the <laughs> out of them all day long. Their foot up Auburn's ass. Yes, bang, 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 up their ass. That's my pleasure. No, thanks. Well, i tell you one thing. Around here, you root for Bama. You win trophies. First of September, the season starts. If your team ain't got nothing on the table, you ain't got to worry about winning a trophy. You got to worry about Bama catching your ass. <laughs> Hashtag second name Davis sucks. Hashtag hell yeah. The reason why he said uh, hashtag second or first name Davis sucks is because I think that he might not have played his uh, played what he had to say last week. So I think Submarine Mike has a bone to pick with first name Davis. He's good. He got on there. They did. Yeah, he's on there. Uh, by the way, I with all due respect to Submarine Mike, it just sounded a lot grosser with him and him doing that than it did when uh, John Witherspoon out of Friday. Right, Mr. Jones. Did that. Mr. Jones. Craig's yes. dad. Craig's dad. <laughs> of all the scenes. Okay, so here's the thing. That's that's very creative. Creative, yeah. Yes. But of all the and great gross. scenes in Friday, right, yeah. you picked the right. grossest one. <laughs> I thought that John Witherspoon, now that's very funny, but that I thought good. his best scene was out of Boomerang when he came out wearing the, uh, uh, when he came out wearing the, the, the mushroom a suit, and he came out with a suit on uh, upside down after he'd spent some time with his wife in the bathroom. <laughs> you got to coordinate. You got to coordinate. <laughs> He's a great actor. Is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, yes. I just looked him up. 74 years old. Oh, man. Good for him. That, no, one of the classic lines. That, that is so funny. All right. He's next. <laughs> Come on, Junior. Come on. Uh, Dad, you know you're not supposed to be watching Odell Junior during the anger management therapy. Oh, it's just one race. It's one lap, I mean. Okay. Brackets, lousy coach to the wind. Dennis Jr. runs out of gas and finishes the 13th. No big deal. It's a silly race, right? Uh, the anger sharks are swelling in my head. You gotta save that shit. 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 Understood the end of that. Um, Davis, what the hell was that? <laughs> it sounded uh, like labor. <laughs> they, were, they were recreating the scene from Anchor Management. Oh, I had no <laughs> idea what that was. Was that was that Submarine Mike again? No, no, somebody else. Some other couple trying to it get on like their territory. Having, yeah, like childbirth going on I in the middle of that race. I understood fix the car, Greg. <laughs> I understood that part. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some of that race was like labor, <laughs> child labor. <laughs> I'm worried about you, first name. I'm worried about you uh, and those guys. Who's next? This has been a pretty tough week for our country, including my great city of Dallas, Texas. And in keeping with that 
I like to keep this very positive, drive out the negativity. And the fact of the matter is our pit crew has been stellar this entire season. Great guys and the rest of the engineers, although they're inconsistent on where they're at, at times we have fantastic speed, and I know they're just right around the corner from hitting on all cylinders. Dale Jr., my favorite driver, continues to do good works outside of the track, visiting nationwide kids. Proud to be a member of Junior Nation. I'm proud to support the guys of Team 88. I'm proud to be an American, and I'm damn proud to be a Texan. Let's pay it forward, keep it positive. We've got eight more races to get a victory. I'm confident that we will. God bless America. Dale, yeah. God bless America. Uh, I'm really, and, and amen to, to you, my man. Uh, I love Dado. He's, he is the man, and um, I love being over here in Scotland, but I can't wait to get back to the greatest country in the world. I can tell you that. And uh, it's cool to hear him say that. That's Reaction Theater. We play it each and every week on the Dale Jr. Download. 855-740-1902 is the number. 855-740-1902. A couple things. You can say whatever the hell you want. Just make sure we can understand it. Evidently, First Name Davis can understand anything. But make sure we can understand it. Make sure you got good. Uh, I can transcribe that maybe, whole thing for you. I'm sure you could. Maybe you need to talk to Submarine Mike because his quality is terrific. So if you're going to leave a very creative, clever message, do it like Submarine Mike does in terms of the audio quality. But uh, we'll play anything and everything. And love your thoughts, whether they're good or bad. We appreciate everybody That's right. in Junior Nation. Be happy with the all-new Spy Dale Junior Paint Scheme Sunglasses. It's called the Livery Series. They're available in the popular Dirty Mode, General Dega, McCoy, and Admiral Frames. Craziest paint scheme yet was recently released. Get the all-new limited edition Spy Wrangler Dega sunglasses online at spyoptic.com. Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. Well, I asked Tyler Overstreet to actually write white flag this week, and so what you are about to hear is probably the shortest white flag ever. It is like three sentences. I'm just listening to him read it, by the way. I enjoyed that. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, Dale Jr., he tweeted it. I don't know if you noticed it, though, Davis. Uh, Dale Jr. created a awesome gift yeah, of Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Did you see it? Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's good. All right, here we go. Light week for Dale Jr. heading into Loudon. He will be on track Friday for practice and qualifying. Two practices on Saturday before the race Sunday afternoon. The race starts Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network. You can also watch the uh, watch on the NBC Sports app. That's a good point. I'm glad he mentioned that because that is how a lot of people do access these races these days. Uh, coming up on Thursday, our friends at Mountain Dew will announce the winner of the Decision 2016 promotion. Decision. Decision. <laughs> yeah, let's get Davis to say that three times real fast. Decision. 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 <laughs> Fans give, him some, give him some of those Dale's Pale Ale is in the uh, studio there and then get, make him do it. <laughs> Fans have been voting for several months on that, so check it out on Mountain Dew's Facebook page to find out whether it will be Baja Blast or Pitch Black as the winner. Hmm. And that right there is the Tyler Overstreet white flag segment <laughs> in all its glory. <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to add this week? I mean, I wish I did, to be honest with you. Let's see. Well, um, I mean, there's sometimes you've got a to go dentist appointment coming up this week. It's amazing oh. you said that because the first time you ever did this, you, you mentioned that you had a dentist appointment. Yeah, it's probably the last dentist appointment I had. I will say that I'm going Gross. to Loudon this weekend. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Tyler's off. And we'll be Taylor's Arzor list next Monday. 
Why are we going to be Taylor Zarzalis? He'll be well, coming back to the States. I'm going to, be, I'm going to be flying back to the States. I am going to be watching because it comes on at a suitable time here in, <laughs> Scot- in Scotland at uh, 6.30 Eastern time. Actually, we'll be on the air doing Open Championship postgame uh, at cool. that time. So you can flip over here and, and listen on Sirius 208 and XM92 while you're watching Junior in New Hampshire. Uh, but I will be watching it on my laptop here in the Media Center. And then um, – but I will be missing you guys next week. So well, we'll uh, try to we'll try to do well without you. Although it always sucks when you're not on it. To be honest with you, <laughs> if but you can find a way to get me a signal on the plane uh, over the Atlantic Ocean, I'll be glad to join. They you. don't have that in the private jet that took you over there. It's American <laughs> Airlines didn't seem like a, a private jet. Well, I'll but, do. Uh, we're going to do our best for you, Taylor. You have fun in Scotland. We're going to go to New Hampshire and try to get us a top five. I'm gonna do. I'm usually good for two tenths, three tenths in qualifying. So yes, you expe- are. Expect a top ten qualifying effort just on the count of me being there. Are you gonna go to Maine? You gonna eat any lobster? You gonna do anything fun? You, you know what? Honestly, I took a I take a look at the uh, the baseball schedule when I'm always going yep. up north. Boston is on the road. Um, even the minor league team. I actually like to go to uh, Lowell and watch the Spinners occasionally. Oh, yeah. They're gone. Um, and so, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to land somewhere. I'm going to land somewhere probably a, have some what's lobster. The, what's Boston's double-A team? Portland. Sea Dogs. So, you, you're telling me Boston has a, a minor league team, too? Portland, Maine. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, no, no. I know, no, no, no. I didn't mean Boston, the team. I meant Boston, the city. No, 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 no. There's he meant the Red Sox, the Red double, Sox a team. Like double A Right. Team. Well, the Spinners are the Red Sox lower A single, single A team. I mean, That's so right. like all of the Boston minor league teams are all around Boston. How far is Portland, Maine? You got to go see that QB they far. have on the It's not far. It's, 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 maybe I'll yeah, check it's it within out. a couple hours. Jose Mulcano, he was like the MVP last night in the Futures game. Oh, really? Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, That's cool. I, okay, I think I found it. Yeah, you need to go to Warren. Uh, White Flag is brought to you by Warren's Lobster House in okay. Kittery, Maine. All right. Warren's Lobster House. Thank you for sponsoring this segment. <laughs> yes, I thought and it was, it was by really Tyler good. Street. It was really good. And um, Warren the other Maine th- didn't. Warren's Lobster House didn't pay a dime for this, and even they are not happy with how short it was. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, about the Loudon, uh, I saw one of the most interesting things ever. There, first name Davis. Uh, a, I saw a Miami Dolphins jersey that said Earnhardt on the back with an eighty-eight on it. At, awesome. Lou- at Loudon, New Hampshire. That sounds like something Taylor would own, to be honest with I, you. I still have the picture. Yeah. So I thought that was That's pretty amazing. cool. And I showed it to Junior, and he said, no, I don't have any interest in that. Because it's not a Redskins. Did, yeah. did he whisper I don't, I don't I've seen an idiot in uh, Redskins jersey. Earnhardt. Yeah. yeah, he probably has a few of them. Actually. Some random fan. All right. Well, let's uh, get us some great finishes here coming up in these next few weeks. And again, pull hard for these guys. Give them some. Uh, give them a boost of confidence. They all need it, and uh, it really does make a big difference. So, make sure that you contact them via social media this week, and I, I know they'll all appreciate it. Not just Dale Junior. That's great. Do that, but uh, everyone associated with the team, it'll mean something to them. For first name Davis, for Mike Davis, for Dale Earnhardt Junior. I'm Taylor Zarzer. This has been the Dale Junior Download presented by Spy. Coming up on this week's Fast Lane Family, I sit down with my mom, Brenda Jackson, and talk about her infamous pool party and how times have changed from racing to technology. Tune in this Wednesday to Fast Lane Family on Dirty Mo Radio. Hey, everybody. Mike Davis here, and I'm here with First Name Davis. Arrgh. There's First Name right there. Exalta <laughs> has given their website, ExaltaRacing.com, a fresh coat of paint. That's right. You can go there for photo galleries of all the races that Dale Jr.'s in, including this second-place finish there, right, First Name? Hell, yeah. 
All right. <laughs> right get, on, Exalta. To get all the latest news, photos, and the schedule for Dale Jr.'s number 88 Exalta team, head over to ExaltaRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 